Sport to Song Boxing Podcast. Seconds out. Welcome to round 13 of Sport D Song Boxing Podcast with myself, Alex the Box, and Rob Boxing Shrew. Rob, how are you this week on round 13 of Sport D Song? All good, mate. Yeah, um, just about over the disappointment of last week, um, which we'll go into. But um, yeah, I'm all right. You OK? Yes, yeah, not bad. And and like you just said there, last weekend should have been a joyous time for boxing fans, uh, relishing in that battle of Britain, as they were calling it, between obviously uh, Eubank and Conor Ben. But sadly, as we all know, it's been the news. Um, I mean, I, I, we've looked into it. Sadly, there was some sort of what was found. It was some sort of specimen or some sort of... Um, I don't know, banned drug. substance drug. Or, or drug, whatever you want to call it. And mm. we, we are going to touch on it this week in the podcast because it has been very much in the news, but we're not going to dwell on it, are we, Rob? No, no. It's it just this, the disappointment. I, I know I I was fully invested into this fight. I know you weren't quite so much, but um, I was all aboard the circus. And um, I, I mean, you we actually we were planning on meeting up weren't we um yeah. on the on the friday night and um yeah we were going to chill friday and then obviously get some dinner saturday just to make a nice weekend of it you know and um, yeah when i had a text to i had a text before i don't really bother with twitter when i'm at work but i had a text to say connor ben's failed the drugs test i yeah. thought they were taking a piss honestly i i couldn't believe it i just couldn't believe it um jumped straight on saw the um the the article from the mail and and as soon as that happened my interest in that fight went i think i tweeted it, i said went from 100 to zero I, yeah i had no interest in even if that fight had gone ahead i was i had no interest in going and I'd, i would have sold my ticket yeah um, and you know what robbie it's, it's, it's a strange one as well because it seems like you know boxing fans you know um it feels like we've been through the mill in the last week and it almost feels exhausting to even talk about it now. But, you know, like I said before, we have to touch on it. And at, at this stage, it's a case of no matter what you say, you know, Connor Ben does deserve the right to try and, I don't know, get, give boxing fans and, and the media some sort of message about where he goes with his career now, because it looks quite damning. And obviously, you know, a lot of people say uh, innocent until proved guilty. But at the end of the day, something's been found in there. None of us are scientists, but it just doesn't look very good on boxing at all. And you do start looking back through some of Conor Ben's fights and you just can't help yourself. And you're looking at some of the results he got and you're thinking, what if? And it's so horrible to do that, but you just can't help it, can you? Mate, it's like it's as it like if you you're in a relationship with someone who turns out to be a wrong and you start questioning every move they ever made. Do you know what I mean? It's um it it's a similar sort of thing, and um it's not just Conor Ben. I mean, the fact that this test ha happened a long time ago and all parties were notified. Um, you know, Chris Eubanks come out of this with his stock risen, fantastic way he handled it, but 
his his camp knew about this test. Yeah. Um, Chris Eubank Sr., about a month ago, was calling for this fight to be off for his son's safety. And that was around the time that this test must have been. And it, again, it makes you question that. Um, Eddie Hearn, do you know what? I get hammered on Twitter for being Matchroom FC. <laughs> and it's not true. It's not true. Um, no, I know yet. But Eddie Hearn, oh, it was painful how he handled it. I mean, he was so insistent on, on you know, waiting and, and making the fight happen. And everyone was calling for it to be off. Um, that, that was terrible. Um, the fact that the board waited until they knew this article was coming out before they made a statement. The board would have known a long time ago as well. So if it just makes you wonder, would that fight have gone ahead? And would the board have allowed it if the mail hadn't released that article? And unfortunately, you're probably going to have to say yes. Yeah. And, and just touching on that note, Rob, because I remember poising a question very early on in, in the sort of beginnings of uh, Sport This Song. And I mentioned, you know, Connor Ben versus... Eubank, Chris Eubank Jr. And I think at the time, I remember you saying, well, it couldn't happen. You said, Wait, you said, yeah. You said it can't happen because of weights. It's just, it's it's ridiculous. Like, don't even mention it. And that sort of stuck in my mind. And if we look at this fight as, as in truth, you know, the catch weight just wasn't realistic for both both men really i mean you look fair at play. eubank made it though fair play to him fair play he made it but you, it, when you look at his body and how oh, drained, yeah. drained he was you know you can see why chris eubank jr was so against this fight and especially yeah. when he heard the news that you know this banned substance had been found and testosterone inducing you know Ped. I mean, do we call it ped? I mean, I suppose yes. it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I would. Um, it was. It's a mask. It can be seen as a masking agent as well for previous steroid use, which um, is is not good. Um, I mean, there was an article come out today. Now, it is only an article. No one's come out and confirmed this one because, like they did with the other one. Um, but the Mail also released a state um, a story today, same source, to say that Conor Ben had actually failed a test earlier this year for the same substance so um and this wasn't the week before his failed test this was months before and that apparently this stuff stays in your system for only a, a matter of days so that would indicate if true i'm not saying it is that would indicate he's took it twice and and that that you can't accidentally take um a performance enhancing drug twice i'm not having it and as much as i liked Conor ben like if that it turns out to be true throw the absolute book at him yeah, and and again, without going too much into cliches, Rob, and apologies, Sport D song listeners, but, you know, at the end of the day, moving along, boxing loses, doesn't it? We, we Not only do we lose a big night of boxing in the UK, but, you know, we, we also lose that sort of belief in boxing being a, a clean sport on the athletes um you know just training hard to get those extra gains but it, it's been bought into disrepute hasn't it well, yeah because i mean how how many other times has this happened but the media hasn't got hold of it how many fights have we watched in the last two or three years that have involved someone who's failed a test and we don't know about it it's terrifying yeah. absolutely terrifying it is so moving on to a more positive note tyson fury now we are going to try and... <laughs> on a positive note <laughs> sport, sport this song listens we are going to try and trudge through this muddy area of boxing news and get onto some exciting news which is coming up on the weekend before we do that we have to touch on tyson fury 
it's uh, infuriates me at the moment, even seeing his face pop up on Twitter. I'm sorry, Tyson Fury, you're probably a lovely bloke. And you and keep tagging me in it. I know, I know, because, you know, I, I, I like injecting these little moments into your life, Rob. I can't help it. Oh, uh, it appreciate makes me happy. It. But anyway, it's, you know, um, t- t- Tyson Fury, probably a lovely bloke. You're welcome on the podcast whenever you like, but <laughs> just come off of Twitter, please. I mean, it's, it, yeah. it's, it's doing my head in, and I, I like to think that I'm sort of like someone who can tolerate stuff, but it's just, even today, he's calling out the central area heavyweight title holder and it's just like what are you doing it's just rob explain to me what is going on mate how many times have we had this conversation um i i I don't have many words for it anymore i just i'm bored of it i'm bored of it it's like it's almost like oh i haven't said anything for a couple of days i better better come out with something outrageous to be relevant he's the heavyweight champion of the world he doesn't have to try that hard to be relevant you know um I don't get it. And the circus with AJ, people will always argue whose fault it was that didn't happen. Um, to me, it seemed like both parties, Matchroom and uh, Queensbury, were working well together to try and get it over the line. You can't yeah. make a deal like that overnight. And then Fury kept chipping in like a child. I want to impose this deadline on it. That day, like, deadline on it. You must sign by tonight shut up, let your, your team go and make the fight if you really want it. And then they're pinning it on Matchroom and Eddie. Um, and Eddie ended up saying, you know, whether you agree with it or not, Eddie said, well, why would I keep negotiating if uh, the fighter keeps telling me it's off? Why would you do that? Yeah. And and just on that note, I want to mention uh, just very briefly, um, Troy Williamson, who won the British title, couldn't get a match made and just stayed very humble and quiet and went about his business and carried on training. And it's just, you know, that that's what you want to see from a professional boxer, don't you? You want to see, you know, bide their time, be patient and wait for these stay matches ready. to be made. And stay ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just, you know, Tyson Fury feels the need to be in the limelight. You know, whether that is... You know any issues in you know inside or outside the ring is anyone's guess, but the news is he's fighting Derek Chisora. I am <laughs> not invested in this fight. One iota. I I just I would really pay me to watch it. I don't think I would. I don't think I'd be interested at all. Mm. Yeah, it's great for Chisora. Like you know, Chisora will make a few million quid that night, and um, he'll. I mean, let's face it, he's, he's <laughs> the chances of him winning are slim to none. But it's um, it's a great night for him to go out on against um, Tyson Fury. I hate to say trilogy because it doesn't feel like a trilogy. You know, trilogies to me are, are greatness, you know, um, but that is not a great trilogy. Um, yeah, it, it's great for Del Boy. Well, Stadium do, do, fight. Do, do you know what, Rob? In my mind, OK, I watched... Derek Chisora walk in at the O2 a couple of months ago now against uh, Pulev. It was one of the best ring walks I've ever seen. It was just fantastic. It was pure Chisora. The crowd were egging him on. He lapped it up. He got in that ring and he gave us 100% Derek Chisora. It was beautiful. It was scrappy. It had entertainment. It was, you know, it had that raw tenacity that Derek has brought to boxing. And it was just an absolute blast and a pleasure to, to witness. Why not just go out on that? I mean, we know it's money and it's cash, but he's going to be absolutely 
outclassed against someone like Tyson Fury. And I just don't think the paying public need to see it. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't yeah. agree more. I, I, I can't really add to that. Um, it, it's a good payday for him. I, I am pleased for him, uh, but I, it's it's a non-event. It will sell out. Um, Fury ha- has a fantastic sort of way with the um, the casual market who believe everything he says. Um, yeah. So, I mean, he will sell it as this is a tough fight and 70, 75% of the people walking in there will think Tyson Fury's got a, a job on his hands because... I won't say brainwash, but they believe every word he says. <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, yeah, it, it is what it is. It's um, it's a bit of a circus in itself, that fight. But um, yeah, I, I don't know what to say more than that. No, really. I agree. Now, listen, Sport D Song listeners, it is round 13 of Sport D Song. And we can't thank you enough for listening to the podcast. Um uh, people who listen you're always welcome on the show and interacting with you on twitter is an absolute blast so please continue to do that um now moving on from boxing news we are moving on to this saturday and i am absolutely thrilled and excited that it's gonna we're finally gonna see uh caressa shields versus savannah marshall it's gonna be fantastic isn't it rob yeah i, I can't wait um it's been a long time coming. Um, obviously, the circumstances around uh, the postponement were just so unprecedented. It was yeah. um, it was really, really strange. Um, and they all handled it really well. And um, considering the quick turnaround, five weeks is a weird turnaround as well because of staying on weight, staying, staying fit and the game plan. But I, I, I believe all of the girls that were on the card for the first time around are, are also back this week. So oh, fantastic. Hat, hats off to them on that um yeah two there's some there's some great talent you know all the way down the card but obviously the the main two event the the you know the main event and the chief support are, are brilliant um i just hope that the fight night is electric because this week has been a bit damp um because they'd already done the whole fight week last time around um yeah. Obviously, they'd done the public workout on the boat under the Tower Bridge, and um, they'd they'd had the press conference, they'd had all the face off. So this time around, it's 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 almost it, yeah, it's just the momentum just hasn't really been there. So I hope that this Saturday does does it justice. Um, yeah. I think it will. Yeah, and 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 there was a fantastic um, photo that was out on Twitter today, and it was absolutely, it's a really good photograph of the the four sort of main cards that are fighting, and that. You've got to say, and I think DC, who um, interacts on Twitter and listens on the podcast, yeah. men- mentioned it, that, you know, the, that they look fantastic. They look in, you know, absolute, uh, you know, great shape. They look ready for this fight now. And, I, you know, wh- whatever you say about the momentum, I do agree with you on that. But w- what we can't take away from this is it's, you know, the whole card is going to be great, but these two co-hosting or, you know, co-headlining fights are are, going to be sensational. And I I simply can't wait for it. Um, Shields, um, Marshall, you know, where, where does it go? I mean, what, what's, what, what's your take on it, Rob? Where do you think it's going to go? I'm going with my heart. (laughs) Go with Um, your heart. Yeah. I, um, I, I true Shields is brilliant. Um, And Savannah made a good point earlier this week or late last and, and said, you know, in the lower divisions where you likes of your, you know, your Katie Tays, your Serranos are, where they move up and down the weights. There's so many good fights. Um, mm. But up at up at middleweight, 
the depth just isn't really there in and around light middle, um, you know, super middle. It, it this is the fight. This is the one, and this could turn into a into a rematch, a trilogy. It all depends on how Saturday goes. But um, so this is it's massive. Um, I. I think she. I think Marshall will get outboxed until it finishes. Um, but I don't think it will go the distance because I just don't see how Shields keeps Marshall off her and and Marshall doesn't land for ten rounds. Uh, and I think if she lands, Clarissa Shields is in a world of trouble. Wow. I mean, I, I do. Is, I, I, I do. I really that, do. I, I, do you know what? Do you know what, Rob? I, I usually say it week in work, but that is a fantastic statement. I love it. And, um, I, you know, to, to think that uh, Savannah Marshall could knock out Shields, I can't see it. I don't think it will happen. I think um, as much as I'm an admirer of Savannah Marshall, I think she's a fantastically talented boxer. I can't see her stopping uh, Clarissa Shields. So What if she lands? I know, but then I, I I just don't think that she, you know, Shields is not going to be a sitting target for Savannah Marshall. And if you, if you look at a lot of her knockouts and, you know, I'm not being funny. I mean, if, if I spoke to Savannah Marshall, I, you know, I, I'd, I'd say it without being so, you know, sharp in front of her. But what, what I mean by that is, is a lot of her knockouts, as much as they've been impressive, haven't been with people like Shields, with her defence, with her ring craft, with her know-how. And I just don't think she's going to be sitting in that pocket waiting for for uh, Savannah Marshall to detonate. So I can't see a knockout. I think it's going to go all the way. And I think uh, Shields takes it on points. I am um, if oh, oh if it goes if it goes the distance, Shields wins on points. I I completely agree with you on that. Um, but my last fiver would go on Savannah to to stop her. Um, but yeah, I, I don't see Savannah Marshall winning on points. Um, that might be a bit disrespectful to her boxing ability, to be honest. But um, Shields is a brilliant boxer, and um, yeah, I, I I know it sounds like I'm <laughs> sitting on a fence a little bit. I do agree with you that if it goes the distance, Shields does win. Um, but I don't think it goes the distance, and for that reason, I'll go with Savannah. There we go. Fantastic. That's what we that's what we like, Rob. We got back to that, you know, that divide with Sport to Song where we got uh um you know, yourself and I divided on our boxes. Yeah, but we kind of that, agree though. We I, kind I, of agree. I, we do kind of agree. I, I I think Shields as Savannah Marshall comes on strong, I think she'll flurry and I think she'll keep her off. But all will be seen. You'll be there, won't you, Rob? You've bought your ticket and you'll be at, Yeah, yeah. Well at, I'll tell at, you what, we'll we'll have a we'll have a we'll have a little bet on it. Um if if Savannah wins, you buy me a curry when you come up to come up to Telford for the Telford card. And if Shields wins, I'll get dinner. There we go then. Absolutely deal? fine. That's a deal then. Shake it with a right, virtual handshake. There. So um, also on the bill on the bill as well. There, uh, Rob. We've got um, Alicia Boom Gardner against Maya, and that you know again, like we've said many times before, because it feels like we've been talking about these fights for a very long time now. We have. <laughs> you know that 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 is potential show stealer isn't it it's going to be absolutely fantastic fight isn't it i um i think it could be female fight of the year yeah yeah i, I really do um it, it's it's mad because if you look at the um shields and savannah fight i mean it could be very very technical um or it could be a firefight i mean but with this one i just don't i do not see how mayor and bumgarner can be anything but unbelievable like it can't be boring it can't um, no no and i i, I actually don't I don't really have um, an opinion on on who wins either. Um, I think if 
I don't know. Um, I would probably favour Mayer, but I prefer I, I like um, Bumgarner. I, I think I, I prefer his style, but um, I'd probably go Mayer on points on that one. I think there's going to be a shock, and um, I, I'm looking at Bumgarner today in that fantastic photograph. She's looking big, strong, heavy. She's mean. She looks mean. I think it's. I think we might see a stoppage. Yeah, I, she's got. I, I think we'll see a boom. Uh, a, a Boom Gardner stoppage. So that's what I'm going for, Sport to Song listeners and Rob. I'm yeah, that'd be great. I, I really like. I'd actually like. It's it's a funny one. Like I said, um, like I said to you that I thought that if it goes the distance, um, yeah, if it goes the distance, Shields will win. Um, I also think if it goes the distance, Mayer will win. But if it doesn't go the distance, I actually, yeah, it's Boom Gardner's got the more likely to get the stoppage, I believe. So, um. Yeah, it's two fifty-fifty fights, mate, isn't it? it it's, good, yeah, it's, um, it's great. Uh, yeah, it's going to be good. Um, I, I put a, I mean, I have a look at in a bit. I put a tweet out about an hour ago to say, um, basically, here's your two fights. Give me two names, and the amount of different combinations of one by stoppage, another one by on points. I think all all combinations we're out there and i think that shows that no one really knows what's going to happen on saturday no and 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 again we've mentioned it many times on the podcast before but what a fantastic advert for women's boxing in general and it's a for full, boxing for boxing yeah and it's a full card on there as, as as well so it's going to be a great night on the same night now we have we had a sport this song exclusive, didn't we, Rob? Earlier yeah. on um, in in the year, we had a sport this song exclusive where we had a chat with Robert Hellenius um, as he had just come out of his uh, gym in in Finland, and uh, we, we managed to get the fact that he is his next opponent was Deontay Wilder, and that is now fast upon us what a great guy robert hellenius was but he's got a mountain to climb against uh you know a rejuvenated Deontay wilder hasn't he yeah he has he has um it's going to be really hard isn't it because um you know he's not just got you know a, a wilder that's chomping at the bit to to get back in and and get back in contention for the titles it you know, the crowd are going to be wild for him, aren't they? Um, in, I yeah. think it's, it's in New York, isn't it? Yeah, it's New York. Yeah, yeah so, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah he, he's up against it. Um, if he gets through 12 rounds with Wilder, he, he'll have done really well, wouldn't he? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I, I think, uh, I mean, it, it's difficult to sort of, you know, it's difficult to judge what, what we're going to get with Wilder. I think we know what we're going to get in terms of, boxing style and what he's going to set out to achieve but what has he got left after those Tyson Fury fights it's going to be really interesting to see and we spoke with Robert Hellenius he means business he he's seeing this this opportunity as a chance for him to really stamp himself on the heavyweight division and as much as we can discount him he's a big bloke and he's been in there with many different uh boxers hasn't he so it's Good ones, yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I think I, it's going to be far more intriguing than it, uh, it lets on. Yeah, it will be, um, and there might be periods where Hellenius outboxes him because Wilder is a terrible boxer um, technically, and and you know the majority of the time when he comes up against someone who's a half decent boxer, he's usually behind on the cards, but he, he always lands, doesn't he, and takes them out. Um, yeah. It happened with Ortiz. Um, a couple of times, you know. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I, 
you've got to go with Wilder, aren't you? You got to go with Wilder stoppage. Um, I just eat, I just hope he gets out of there okay, Hellenius. Yeah, and um, I think what we'll do, Sport this song, listeners, we will put the podcast with Robert Hellenius back out um, on Twitter just so you can have a listen to him. What a cracking guy he was. And he was absolutely shattered coming out of his training camp, wasn't he? So he's he really has put a you know real graft in for this fight. And, you know, I've, I've, yes, you're right, Rob, you have to look at it being a, a Deontay Wilder win by stoppage. But I think there will be a few, uh, you know, there'll be a few ups and downs in there. Definitely. Definitely. I don't think it'll be plain sailing. And I don't think it'll be early either. No. And Famous last word, do not quote me on that later. When uh, on the Sunday morning, there'll be a thing saying, Rob says, oh, I don't think it'll, uh, don't think it'll be early. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I mean, it, it'll just be interesting to see. Uh, good to see Deontay Wilder back in the, in the ring, Rob. Great for heavyweight boxing. Yeah, great for boxing. Um, yeah, just... Just he's just a personality, isn't he? And yeah. it was a great trilogy with, with Fury. Um, we just hit the anniversary of the third fight, actually. Um, oh, yeah, it'd be good to see him in with someone else, to be honest. A bit like when Fury fought White, I was sick of seeing them two in a ring together as good as it was. Um, yeah, maybe he'd be rejuvenated. Um, you know, he's 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 in his late 30s now, though, so he's gonna have to move fast. But there's some really good fights, and they don't even have to have belts on the line either. You got Ruiz. I mean, I, I would love Joshua Wilder, like that's one that would probably be in my top three wish, wishes. Do you know what I mean? Of, of, I of potential it, fights, I, I think it would be absolutely fantastic. I'd love to see that. Hey, Wild, it, Wilder, um, Wilder actually did a, a an interview in the last day or two and he mentioned about he'd loved still loved the Joshua fight um but they've both got African roots and he said he'd love to do it in Africa could you imagine that'd be amazing that'd oh, be absolutely would. stunning Africa I don't know if you've been it's just a fantastic continent to uh to, to visit I mean, pretty, probably pretty much anywhere you go in Africa it's, it's 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 just fantastic to visit so that that would be something else Rob absolutely yeah yeah it'd be unreal but he's got to get through Hellenius first and then and then we'll see where he goes indeed now another elephant in the room is this uh I don't know what you want to call it but it's it's a rematch of a a rematch of of, of a fight which was pretty uh conclusive in Haney and uh George uh, Cambosos and you know it's the rematch nobody ever wanted yeah, I mean, for for Cam Bosos, it's a chance to get in there and change his tactics, and maybe I don't really know what what he can change to 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 win this fight. Um, if anything, I think Haney has got many boxers number, but he certainly has got Cam Bosos's, and you know we all love Cam Bosos for his uh, tenacity in the ring and the way he forces the fight, but you just can't do that against someone like Haney, can you? No, no. I, I was thinking about it the other day. I feel quite bad because, like, I quite like Cambosos. Like, yeah, he seems like yeah. a, a good guy, and um, you know, he's he's proud of where he's from, good family man. And um, I was, I was buzzing for him when he got the win against Lopez. Uh, you know, out of pretty much nowhere, no one yeah. expected that. But this this series that he's got going on with with Haney, I just I just think he's out of his depth. And um, yeah, I mean, this might come back to bite me, but. Um, I've said all along that Haney will go to Australia twice and beat him twice, and um, nothing, nothing will change my mind on that. Um, 
it was wide last time and I, and I think it'll be wide again. I don't, a lot of people are saying Haney will stop him this time. I actually don't think so. I, I just think it'll never be another wide points um, points decision. What, what do you think? Yeah, no, I, I, do you know what, Rob? I think last time I, I made a case for Cambosos. Uh, I don't make the same case this time. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I don't think Haney um, stops him. Um, I, I think you're, yeah, I am going to uh, completely agree with you on this. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's quite conclusive. I think most people in the world of boxing would agree with it. It would, it would have to be something of a probably one of the biggest shocks in boxing if Cam Bozos goes in there and takes Haney out. Or I wonder what happens if he does. If there's a trilogy. Ah, I just can't. It, it, I, I think it's one of the, probably one of the most unlikely sporting events to happen. Yeah, it's at the um, the arena's called though, isn't it? It's at the um, isn't it the Rod Laver Arena in uh, where they have the Australian Open? Oh, I'm not sure. Oh yes, yeah, I'm right. pretty yeah, pretty yeah, sure yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's where they initially said. Um, I have to keep an eye on it, but no, um, yeah, it so there's I loads of boxing this weekend. It. Yeah, yeah, it's like a, it's it's in a like a tennis arena, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah a big yeah. one. Yeah, very interesting. Now, um, Rob, what else have we got? Any other fights popping up, or shall we move on to a show which is coming up, which we're very interested in? Yeah, yeah, let's do it, Come on. Indeed. Now, Sports Song listeners, we are going to be moving on after the podcast to talk about Fight Town podcast with Nielsen Boxing. They've got a show coming up in Oxford, and we are going to be talking with Kyle Nielsen, who is the matchmaker for Nielsen Boxing. We've got some interesting questions to ask him as well, haven't we, Rob? Yeah, um, I mean, it will be interesting because, you know, you, see, you get a, there's a lot of podcasts out there, let's, let's be honest. Um, yeah. And... A lot of fighters are. It's always about the fighters, and and rightfully so. Um, but it is good to get a different perspective on the industry. Um, you know, whether it be journalists, um, you know, coaches, um, and in this case, uh, matchmakers. Um, I don't remember the last time a, a matchmaker was really, you know, quizzed on the how it works. You know, yeah. um, you know, to me or you, when we do our prep for these pods, let's be honest, we jump on box rec, have a look, and. And there we are. So yep. it'd be interesting to find out how it how it works. And for me, last minute pullouts because these last minute opponents, you know, you don't just find them from nowhere. So yes. um, yeah, it intrigues me. Indeed, it does. And that is coming up, uh, Sport D Song listeners in Fight Town podcast. Now there's an interesting show coming up in Telford, which is the Telford International Centre. It's been uh, announced by Queensbury from my I'm... hometown. Yeah, in, in, and it's. <laughs> Boxing true, Rob. It's his hometown of Telford. Um, I'm extremely excited about this, Bill. Um, I know you are, Rob, as well. But it's just, I mean, give us an idea. You know, having these these types of shows in Telford, what was it like for the town? It's quality. It's absolutely quality because you know there aren't many. Um, you know, there aren't many fighters that have come out of Telford really. Um, and, and as a result of that, there's been no shows here. And, um, you know, Liam Davis has, has grabbed it by the scruff of the neck, certainly since he's been signed by Frank Warren. Yeah. Um, and it, it's great. Um, there's been some really good fights on some of the cards. Um, this card is probably the strongest BT card to come to Telford so far. Um, and, uh, I mean, you know, we'll go into it, but like Anthony Yard's on it, you know, David yeah. Avenisi. And, you know, these are, these are great household names, um, more so Yard. Um and you know the the hometown boy gets he's he's just come off the back of winning the British title um, in a great fight with Mark Leach and and now he's straight in for the European and um, the atmosphere is going to be really really good because he sells a lot of tickets and he's really popular here as well um, 
a lot of the local papers all the local um you know media outlets the facebook pages it, they're all over him and um it's good and he's, he's he's a good lad as well he's um he doesn't let it get to get to his head and um you know he'll, he'll stop and speak to anybody so uh yeah it's, it's good it's great for the town yeah and and you touched on it there you touched on it there rob you said you know um liam davis i know he didn't come from nowhere but he sort of arrived on the scene with this this title shot um against mark leach and you know i'm sure liam davis will, will, will be you know happy to say you know I didn't expect Liam Davis to get the win against Mark Leach. Having watched Mark Leach in his previous fight, I thought he had a, a fantastic uh, performance. Uh, I can't remember who he boxed now. It, it was in Chris Bork, wasn't it? That's Chris Bork. He was just absolutely fantastic. He just sat off of him and picked him off. And I, I think we had a chat on the podcast before the fight, and I said I'd just seen Mark Leach doing a similar thing to Liam Davis, but it was anything but. And like you mentioned with Liam Davis, he really has grabbed this opportunity, and it just shows, you know, in boxing, you know, when these fights come along and you get this opportunity and you take it, doors do start opening. And he's fighting for this... The European belt against uh, how do you pronounce his name? Beluta. Yeah, Beluta. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's crazy. Have you seen? Have you seen his videos? He's crazy. Yeah, and and and, and you know, this is just a fantastic opportunity for Liam Davis, and it's going to be a great fight because, as we know, Beluta is you know is a great boxer in himself. I mean, do, have yeah, you seen he beat much Brad of... Foster? Didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, have you seen much of Beluta? Not really. I did watch the um, the Brad Foster fight. That's probably one of the only times I've I've watched him. So I've had to go back and watch a few. But um, this is going to sound like I'm awfully biased, but I think Liam walks straight through him. I, I really do. Um, I don't think uh, Baluta has the power to to stand and and trade with with Davis. I really don't. Yeah, and and like we mentioned before, this this is a real opportunity um, for Liam Davis, and he's just got. When you hear him talk, he's got such determination to make you know make his boxing career a success. And I I think you're right on 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 the back of that win against Mark Leach, he proved a lot of people wrong. And mm. I think you're right. I think he walks through Baluta. I think you know we could look could be looking at potentially a stoppage. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. Not, not. I wouldn't say it very early. Um, I mean, sort of mid to late rounds potentially. But um, yeah, that that would be where my money lies. Um, his story is really good as well. I mean, he, he comes from a boxing family. Um, I actually remember when I was at secondary school, um, his dad was in the, the local news quite a lot for fighting. Oh, wow. um, I, I, I'm not sure exactly what level, but I'm sure it was sort of like Midlands area, something like that. Tristan Davis, um, yeah. who is now um, in Liam's Corner um, every fight. So the, the name and the family have been involved with boxing in this area for, for a good while. Um, and it was fantastic. Um, Liam made a promise to his um, to his granddad, who unfortunately is no longer. Yes, with us, I remember this. Um, yeah. um, about one day, granddad, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna win the British title. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna bring it to show you. And there was a lovely photo after he beat Mark Leach. Um, he went to his um, uh, he went to his uh, granddad's grave and and um, and took the belt to him. And it, you know, stories like that that um, you know people need to hear. And um, yeah. yeah, it's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, it's beautiful, and and I, I do remember seeing that, and it was just, you know, it's it's absolutely fantastic, and he he did he brought he brought that British title home, and he's got the chance of bringing this European belt home as well, which would be a phenomenal story in itself, wouldn't it? So tell it's, it's crazy, like if you win the European title, you you're a couple of fights off a world title shot, and it, it it's mental to to think that. Um, 
Telford hasn't had a world title fight um, since Richie Woodall won the world title in the Telford Ice Rink um, in the late 90s. Um, wow. He won a WBC title at the Telford Ice Rink. There you go. There's a plug. <laughs> Look at um, that. Fantastic. But yeah, Richie Woodall was from the Midlands, but he he sort of lived and um, trained in, in Telford. So, uh, you know, Richie Woodall. Uh, yeah, of course. He's yeah, commentator yeah. on every channel that's going at the minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean... It'd be absolutely absolutely phenomenal. I mean, let's not get too carried away just yet. But a European title is is um, it's one step away, isn't it? Yeah, but there we go. We could do a special. We can get Richie Woodall on. We can have a chat about uh, this upcoming fight in Telford, and he's you know he's he's a world title win in the Telford Ice Rink. I mean, I think that would be a fantastic show. But absolutely. Um, also, the Telford International Centre, top of the bill, strangely enough. But it's just you know, matchmakers are matchmakers. David. Avenician versus uh, John Miguez, I believe, uh, for the welterweight uh, European title as well. What do we make of this one? Um, Avenician's a funny one for me. Like he's so talented, um, and you know Frank's took him on and, and trying to push him towards a world title, and it's just a strange one. It seems like he hasn't taken a couple of fights that would be borderline world level fights. Um, yeah. he, like I say, he is very talented. He did a job on Josh Kelly. Um, and it, it seems to have stalled a little bit. And um, I, I don't, I, I don't really know. Um, Cause again, he's, he's not going to be around forever. And I think he needs to sort of maybe after this defense, he needs to be kicking on because um, it's all right. You know, defending the European title, but and and if that's how far he wants to go, then fair play. But if he's got ambitions to win a world title in one of the worst divisions to try and win one, um, he's going to have to move fast. Um, but you know, he's got an opportunity soon to to show himself again, hasn't he? Yeah, and and, and it's a funny one with Avenison because, like you just alluded to, Robert, it's it's you look at him and, and and you wonder where where he's going and i don't know it's easy for us to sit back and say that but if you look at his last uh, three fights he's won them all by tko but mm. you know should he be knocking on sort of uh, maybe sort of higher higher yeah. doors or higher rankings but it's it's a, he finds himself in this situation fighting this john Miguez and john Miguez is a Spanish boxer. I think he's, he's a lot of his boxing he's done in national level. I in, bet he's in, never fought in Telford. And never in Telford. So yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it brings a bit of the, you know, the, that sort of, uh, that sort of Spanish element to the night, I suppose. But uh, yeah. it, it should be an interesting fight. Cause I don't think this John Miguez is coming to the, you know, lay down. I think he's going to take nah. it, take the fight. I, to I, I give it three or four rounds. Um, I, I, I do. Um, to be fair, I mean, Avenician, he, He's kind of in the who needs him club as well. Like there's been a few fighters who who haven't took the fight with him. Also, um, notably Conor Ben. Um, I'm sure Conor Ben would have fought him, um, but his team and his promoter seem didn't seem to want him to have anything to do with Avenesian after what he did to Josh Kelly. So um, yeah, he is he is avoided, but um, he still has to take these opportunities at world level when they come. Yeah, it'd be an interesting one to see. Now, what else have we got on the Telford card, Rob? Uh, Anthony Yard. Um, oh, yes, of course. Was, was, I mean, it's it's a complete... We haven't announced his opponent yet, so um, it's going to be a complete tick over fight because um, it's all come out in the last few days. But um, January, um, it's Baturbiev in London for 
wow. you know, a big piece of the world, the world pie, isn't it? Um, yes, indeed. That's, it a, is. that's yeah. a big fight. I mean, I, uh, it's a tough fight for Yard, but um, yeah, he's going to be ticking over in Telford before that one. Um, so, uh, yeah, I wonder if uh, Baturbi ever be making a trip to Telford to uh, to see. <laughs> to see <laughs> well, you never know. Can you imagine? Could you imagine? It, it, Could I you but you know what, Rob? It's actually funny because we, we've spoken so much about the light heavyweights throughout the year. Yeah. And um, it does seem that, you know, that division now is coming to fruition and we are seeing these fights being made after a disappointing sort of tail end to the year where we've seen so many, you know, big prospect fights fall through. It's great to see Anthony Yard potentially fighting uh, Better Be I know it's not been announced yet, but... It, it, it's wondering who he's going to fight in Telford. You know, it, it's looking like it is going to be a tick over fight, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think it really matters. It's just going to be, there's just going to be a body in the other corner of a ring, and and that will be that. But um, yeah, it'd just be good to see him. You know, um, for you know, he is a, he is a big name. I, w- I would say he's a you know he's a household name in British boxing now, isn't he? Um, yeah. So um, yeah, it'd be good to have him down at a you know a, a relatively small local venue like that. Absolutely agree. And before we move on to the Fight Town podcast and chat to Kyle Nielsen, is there any other fights we want to go into, Rob? Um, yeah, j- just some good young talent. Um, we uh, obviously Brad Strand's back out again. Oh uh, yeah, we we saw Brad in Liverpool, didn't we? Yes, um, we did, yeah. On the on the Nielsen card of, a few weeks ago, so um, he'll be looking to to maintain his record. Um, a couple of um, local lads as well um, that aren't you know exactly household names just yet, but they're very very early in their careers. Macaulay Owen and Raheem Mohammed, uh, they're both from Telford as well. So it is showing already that. You know, Liam coming through, it, it's no coincidence that you you get one, you know, local lad on the card and suddenly that opens doors for other local fighters. And um, it's good because you don't know who's going to be the next world champion, do you? You know, it, it might not work out, but you, you could you could develop a star. Yeah. And, and just to touch on that as well, um, to Rob, uh, I, I've been really impressed with Queensbury this year. I think a lot of their shows they've been putting on have just been, you know, really great fun to be at. And um, the undercards have been fantastic as well. There've been some really great fights on the undercards. Not, you know, I, the, the show I watched the, the York hall um, with, with, with Bentley fighting against um, Morrison was just one of the best nights. It was just a, one of the best nights of boxing I've been to. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, just a, a good shout out to Queensbury there for putting on these, these shows. They've done a good, they've had a good time this year, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. Absolute resurgence from Frank Warren over the last couple of years, isn't it? With some of his, um, some of his yeah. events. I mean, that um, some of the events, uh, I don't want to say surprisingly good because you know there's some good fighters on them, but some of the matchmaking's been fantastic. And yeah. uh, notably the recent one that you attended at your call that that was, I watched that. It was on was it Friday night? I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, um, yeah Friday night boxing. I thought ah oh, decent. I watch, but there was shocks. There was knockouts. It, it was there was fifty fifty fights. There was blood. It, it was brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, De- Dex Spellman uh, stands out. Um, yeah, fighting against uh, Zorro. I mean, that was you could watch that a hundred times. What a fight that was! I know, I know. And then um, obviously uh, off the back of that, um, the win in the main event, um, uh, Bentley. Yeah, um, he, he's now got a world title shot in Las Vegas. It's mad how these things happen, isn't it? That is absolutely. And who's that against again? Um, ah, oh, it's um, it's an Eastern European name. I. 
yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to confirm. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, you're right. Yeah, I, I tracked that on you, but um, yeah, I did hear that news, and that's just if for, for Bentley, that's just absolutely fantastic, isn't it? And it's going to be amazing in, in Vegas as well. Yeah, yeah, it'd be amazing. Now, Rob, anything else we need to touch on before we move on? No, I think we're good. I think we. Oh, shout out Joe Caldina. Um, he's been so unlucky with that injury and having to give up his title. Um, yeah. I it ha- I, I get it. He he fought Agawa on the proviso that he he had to fight you know his um, his step aside immediately and that isn't going to be able to happen. But he will be in line when he's ready to um, you know to to fight the to fight the winner. But um, really really harsh having won the title in the in the way he did. Um, it's a cruel cruel sport at times isn't it I, I, I just think uh, for Joe Cordino I think it's more than harsh I mean let 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 the man defend the belt he's won he's won a world title under no, under normal circumstances that would be right um, but you got to remember um, Rakimov was meant to fight Agawa Joe Cordino wasn't meant to be in that fight Um and Rakimov took step aside money on the proviso that whoever won would negotiate to fight him immediately. So it, 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 it's it's one of them. I think even Cordina said, "I feel like I've been robbed." He said, "I, I he didn't say I have been robbed." Um, and even Eddie, who's Joe's um, promoter, did say, "Look, as harsh as it looks, it it is actually fair, but it's just so cruel." Yeah. Well, there we go. You 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 you've uh, you've sold it to me. So, but, uh, <laughs> it, 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 it just feels so horrible that he's, he hasn't been able to defend it. But yeah, that's boxing for you, Rob. Eh? I know, I know. Right then, uh, sport to song listeners, we are going to move on to Fight Town podcast. Let's go. Brilliant. Right, welcome to the final part of the podcast where we look at Nielsen Boxing and Fight Town Podcast with Sport D Song. And as myself, Alex LeBox, you've been listening to the podcast and Rob Boxing Shrew, we do have a very special guest this week as part of the Fight Town Podcast in Kyle Nielsen, who does a lot of the matchmaking amongst other things for Nielsen Boxing. Welcome to the show, Kyle. How are you? Hi, gents. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm really well. How are you? Very well, thank you. Nice one. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic to have you on, Carl. Ahead of Saturday night in Oxford at the Kassam Stadium. It's going to be a fantastic night of boxing. Uh, None more so than the fact that it's been 60 years since Oxford has tasted pro boxing. We're excited for it, aren't we? Do you know what? 60 years since Oxford last had professional boxing, we're only putting a show on with four fights due to the amount of demand for people to come and watch it as well. We needed a bigger venue right from the off of this one. So we're really looking forward to it. Yeah, it really surprises me. It's been so long in, in such a big city where, you know, sport is, you know, at the forefront of, of things there. And, you know, with the, the football and, um, you know, obviously we've got the, the boat race and, um, it's it, it blows my mind that it's been so long in such a big city for, for something like that. It is crazy, considering there are boxers that have come out of Oxford in that time, you know. So why haven't they done it before? I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah good and, on you guys. Yeah, yeah fantastic. And and just on, on that note, Carl, with, with Nielsen Boxing, you're really, you know, we saw Mark speaking this week and being interviewed. You know, you, you guys are really bringing boxing to that sort of part of 
part of the UK again. And it's just fantastic to see. And, and you know, you're, you're bringing um, new boxers through as, as as well as sort of prospects. And how's it, all, how's it all been this year? Has it been a bit of a whirlwind or have you sort of really sort of enjoyed it? Uh, for me, it, you know, it's been a bit of a whirlwind. I remember having a conversation with Mark in September last year and he said, you know, I wasn't having a great time my daytime job. And he said, leave it, mate. Come full time for the boxing. Yeah. Didn't realise that we'd be 15, 16 shows in, really putting ourselves out there and, and doing it the way we're doing it. But you know what? I've enjoyed every moment of it and uh, by far the best decision that's been made. Superb. Um, I, I, before we go into the cards, um, I mean, it, it's not often that, uh, you know, I listen to a lot of boxing podcasts and you really don't get many sort of matchmakers on. And um, it's nice to see and discuss the sport from different perspectives, as you, you know, as I'm sure you agree. So, um, you know, if you don't mind us sort of going into that, um, it, could you talk us a little bit through the matchmaking process? Um, I mean, is I'm sure it's not as simple as just going down the rankings in box rec and picking a name. So, um, yeah, can you talk us through that a little bit? Yeah, sure. You know, so it, it, you know, it depends where we are. We, we've got our debutants and, and the guys that we're trying to progress and, and build up. And a lot of that is just talking with the managers, talking with the fighter themselves as well, and just making mm. sure, listen, these journeymen do a great job up and down the country, but it, they're still dangerous. Yeah. You know, you've got you've got to pick the right one for these guys. And then the further down the card you go, when you're looking at these championships, that's when you start looking at box rec a little bit more. You start looking at who's around styles you know a lot of boxers you know orthodox boxers don't want to fight southpaws and it's all over the place <laughs> um it is honestly and um, when when i first started doing it you know it's easy isn't it just you match, you match a couple of fighters together um it's not that easy absolutely not that easy at all. but uh you know it is a lot of work with managers and coaches a lot of it um the boxers find out at a later date but 90 percent of my time is spent on the phone to the managers and coaches yeah and, and how does that, um, and as you can, I mean, we've seen, you know, there's been a, a couple of shows this year where, um, you know, there are injuries or, um, you know, last minute um, pullouts of opponents. H- how does it work with um, with finding a last minute opponent? I mean, do you do you get a list of, uh, you know, journeymen potentially who are, you know, have gloves, will travel or, you know, how does that work, especially with the last minute kind of things? Um, I'll, I'll be honest with you this year with the way it's been coming out of COVID. Journeymen have been incredibly busy. There's been shows where we've sat here and gone, you know, we're a week out from fight night. What are we going to do? You know, we yeah. need guys. But um, it, no, it, it, there isn't anyone we know we can just call upon. It is then go back to square one, start again. Who else might have had a fight cancelled? Who may have cancelled a show? Who can we grab quickly to try mm. and save ours? There's no easy route around it. it. Like I said, back to square one and we start all over again. Yeah, I mean, you're right about these, you know, the journeymen. I mean, We'll go into um, Rustam in, in a little while, but I mean, he, he's probably had over 20 fights this year, and that's just ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you know, fair play to them guys. Uh, it, it must be hard. Like, their, their bodies must be screaming for a break, but they still turn <laughs> week, week out and they do what they got to do. So it's a credit to them. Yeah, yeah, it's it's absolutely fascinating to hear the uh, the workings of that car and how it all works in matchmaking, and and for boxing fans to realise as well that you know when it comes to putting you know not only shows uh, like Nielsen Boxing, but when you, when you're looking at shows across the UK and the world, it's it's a tough job to get these boxers on the shows and keep them fit and keep the managers happy and and, and everything else, isn't it? It's it's a really tough gig. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I wish it was as easy as just telling a boxer and a trainer who they were fighting, but it's not. You've got to keep everyone happy. And, you know, the happier they are, the more tickets they sell, the more, you know, they want to come back and fight for you again. They know what, you you know, you're bringing to the table. So, yeah, you've got to keep everyone happy. 
Fantastic, Carl. Now, this weekend, you've just literally warmed up um, the, the show in Oxford. And as you said, it's going to be an absolute full house. The atmosphere is going to be um, absolutely electric in there. Um, the, the top of the bill, we've got Bradley Townsend, who's 10-0 against Paul Scaife. Um, he's a good boxer to watch, isn't he? Yeah, you know what? I, I like Brad. We've known Brad from day one. Um he, he's always fought a welterweight and this is his second one now at super lightweight. So they're trying to just bring him down and make sure it, like he's everything's adjusted nicely and he's ready, uh, you know, because he's now 10 and 0. Hopefully after the weekend, he goes 11 and 0. And then that's like English eliminator then, you know what I mean? Yeah. So they're just trying to make sure everything's there, everything's fine tweaked and we're nice. hoping, God forbid, everything goes right on Saturday, then we could be looking at the end of the year and try and get something a bit special for him. Yeah. Do, you th- do you think... Go on, go on Alex, go on. Go on, Rob. No, I was just going to say, do you, do you think that he, um, he's going to potentially be chasing a stoppage this weekend? I know he's um, he'll be seeking his first stoppage this weekend. And, uh, you know, Paul, he's, he's only been stopped a couple of times himself. So, you know, someone's got to get there, hasn't it? Yeah, you know what? Like you said, Paul, Paul's a tough lad. He don't get stopped very often. Um, but when I spoke to his team, you know, I think they do see this as the opportunity. This is this is the one where they're gonna they're really gonna push Brad. They're gonna want to see him put the work you put the work into it, like up the work rate, everything like that. They, they want to see him stop him. And and with that, Carl, you know, with with um, Brad, he he's got those low hands. He takes the center of the ring and he throws fantastic combinations. He, he's he's a crowd pleaser, isn't it? And it, it's really fitting that he's going to be top of the bill um, this weekend. And obviously, hopefully, he can, he can look look good and then push push forward to titles. Is that is that what we're looking at for for Bradley Townsend? Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, all, all being well, you know, he gets through this weekend uninjured. It gets the win and. I'd like to see him back in our Swindon November show then in an eliminator, if not a Southern Area title shot. Absolutely. Yeah. Have you spoken to him? Have you spoken to Bradley about the just just the um, the fact that he's fighting in in Oxford? You know, um, he, he's from Oxford. Um, it's the first you know ma- you know big big fight night there for sixty years. I mean, that's a couple of generations of his life. You know, um, you know previous. It, it, you know, it must be such an honour for him. What has he What has he said to you about that? Do uh, you know what? All the lads, you know, all the lads are the same. Fighting in Oxford, being from Oxford, it, I don't yeah. think it gets much much better for these guys. You know, I think it's more of a shame for him that he's not fighting for a title because that's that's the talk, really. You know, if I could get a yeah. title, I'll sell more tickets. We'd do this, so that they're just buzzing to be fighting in their hometown. Yeah, because I, I think they're, um, all four of the sort of home fighters are either born or live in Oxford. Is that right? Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, every single one of them is Oxford. Fantastic. You, yeah, you just don't see that on a card very often, do you? No, absolutely not. No. No, and and Carl, um, another fight on the bill which I want to look at. Um, give us an idea of uh, what Jordan Flynn's all about. I mean, we, we know he's he's a, a very slick uh, boxer and and he's a prospect at six and zero. Oh, but you know, there's a lot of people talking about this lad, isn't there? Yeah. So do, do you know what Jordan? fought on one of our Bracknell shows earlier in the year and on the last minute add on to the card and do you know he's he's just great to deal with you know he's he's managed by and trained by Kevin Mitchell who, yeah. you know name speaks for itself as well yeah um he, he's the full ticket he he will go a long long way and um you credit to him you know and a shout out now that this kid's done 420 tickets for this show 
Wow, that's absolutely Alex, I, I heard Alex's um, eyes widen and he loves yeah. Kevin Mitchell, don't you, Alex? I do. I, I mean, I've always been a fan of Kevin Mitchell. I, I, I think hopefully we'll have him on, on the show soon as well and have a chat with him. But uh, yeah, I, I, I loved watching Kevin Kevin Mitchell fight. And who didn't? You know, he, yeah. he, was, he was an entertainer and a, and a fantastic boxer to boot as well. But just, just the knowledge of it, he'll be able to pass on to Jordan as well. Uh, Kyle, you know, it's invaluable, isn't it? Well, that, that's it. And, you know, I had this conversation with Jordan, you know, you can have any coach you want in your corner, but when you've had someone that stood in the centre of the ring and gone with some of the best in the world, it doesn't get much better than that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, it's, it's looking like, uh, Rob, earlier on, you you mentioned Rustam uh, Fatakulin, who, who has has been around the block. But as we all know with journeymen, and I sound like a broken record, you know, <laughs> they, they are difficult to get out of there. They're not always the easiest opponents because they don't come forward as much, do they? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. that's right. And um, um, Kyle, you must you must know of um this fella quite a bit because I've he's been in with um you know a couple of the lads who've been on Nielsen cards this year. Yeah, you, you know I I know Rustin uh is man his manager whilst he's here Al Siesta. We've used Rustin a fair bit this year. Listen, he he's been in with some tough kids. He went in with Connor Gray on one of our swimming shows, and I remember Connor put him on on his backside in the first round, and I thought, you know what, someone might have cracked him here. And then fair play to Rustin. He dug deep and survived the other five rounds, you know, and it was just, he is a tough, tough kid. And I think in the words of his manager, it will take a sledgehammer to get him out of there. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> there we go. Fight Town podcast listeners and spoke to some listeners um, that Jordan Flynn, as described by Kyle Nielsen, is certainly one to look out for. Rob, what other fights on the bill take your fancy on this Saturday weekend coming? Uh, well, yeah, next, next down the list, um, Tom, Tom Brennan, um, a, a lover, another lad who, uh, you know, is born in Oxford. So again, a really important, uh, important one for him. Um, Kyle, talk us through the, the situation. I, I believe there was a, a change of opponent or he was due to be in with um, a different opponent and that, you know, that recently um, was, he was replaced. And can you talk us through that? Yeah, absolutely. Listen, so Tom was meant to fight John Brennan. It was Battle of the Brennans, <laughs> people were calling it. Um, we were really looking forward to that, you know. That that for us was a genuine big 50-50 fight. Um, unfortunately for John, he's got stuff going on outside the ring. I think they've welcomed a new baby. So congratulations to them. Yeah, yeah brilliant. Congratulations. The, time, the time wasn't right for him, unfortunately. So um, we sat down and spoke with Tom. Tom actually asked me for Martin Shaw. He come to me and said, Kyle, can you get this lad? So, um, it, you know, it, it's my job, really. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Martin Shaw, Martin Shaw has a fantastic story. Um, you know, he, 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 you know, started about 10 years ago as pro and then um, he, he squeezed in quite a few fights in a couple of years. And then he had quite a long layoff, didn't he? Um, he, he was out of the, the ring for sort of eight, nine years. And and all of a sudden he, he's back. He's, he's he's active this year. Fight, um, you know, fight, I think it's his sixth fight this year, potentially. Um, you know, what, what do, you, do you know much about the story behind that? Do you know what I don't? I just I remember when I started this job, he was one of them names, you know, when we, we first started chasing and you get told by the manager, no, he's not active, he's out the gym. So after a while, you know, you, you kind of forget about them, lads. You know, you know not to go to them because you know they've not been in the gym. And then all of a sudden, like you said, his name's popping up more and more. Yeah. He's back, he's active, he's keeping himself busy. So, um, you know, for credit to Josh Whale, who's been in contact with me and offered these guys to come down. Yeah, good for Martin Shaw getting back into it after a, a bit of a layoff as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's great. Now, I want to give a special uh, shout here to Kieran Flanagan, who gets 
back into the ring after his debut fight. I believe it was, yeah, it was at the York Hall. Um, it was a loss on his debut, which is always very, very tough to take. But yeah. I watched that fight, Kyle. I, I was there and he, he was just desperately unlucky in that fight. And I, I don't think any boxer starting out their career should take, a, you know, a, a loss on their debut as a negative. It's a case of picking yourself back up again and, and you know, really showing what you can do, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I, I was with Kieran today and I was just making sure. I've had a chat of him. Look, mate, how are you feeling? How's it going? It's, it's, you know, it's a big thing making your debut as it is. To do it at York Hall on top of the pressure of selling all the tickets and everything else that goes with it, it, yeah. it was, I think it was just too much for him, you know? Yeah. Um, it sounds great. Let me go to York Hall. Let's make my debut in, you know, in the iconic big venue in London. It, you know, unfortunately for him, it wasn't his night. That was a learning fight, a big learning fight. He's learned a lot from it, both yeah. inside and outside the ring. Um, and he's more confident than ever now coming into Saturday night. You know, there's only one option for Saturday night in his head now. So I, I'm really looking forward to it. And I've got everything crossed for Kieran. He's one of our guys. And yeah, I just he's got to get that win Saturday night. Yeah. Absolutely. Nice little scrap as well. I mean, um, Nabil Ahmed, um, you know, he, he, he's just come off the back of his first win as well. So, um, nice little clash in terms of the confidence of the two fighters. So, it should be very interesting. Uh, yeah, you know what? Even with that win, like you said, credit to the bill. Because even with that win, it, it doesn't do him any favours, his record. He's a tough kid. Yeah. yeah. He's a tough, tough kid. And, um, you know, every you know he's got a couple of draws in there as well. You know, they're not all lost. Yeah, yeah. So, um. Yeah, Kieran's got to be on this game Saturday night. But like I said, every, everything is crossed for him. Absolutely. And and just to echo you there, Kyle, as well, you know, as we all know with, with, with boxing and especially with Kieran here, you know, hats off to him in the first place for getting in the ring, as we know how competitive uh, a sport boxing is. But it's going to be a fantastic opportunity for him on Oxford and, and a chance for him to sort of really push that York Hall debut behind him, really, and crack on with the rest of his career, hey? Yeah, so he knows this is his chance to right or wrong. And um, like I said previously, there's only there's only one outcome in his mind. So let's sit tight and hope everything comes through on Saturday night. Yeah, Absolutely. good luck Fantastic. to him. Good luck to him. I'll tell you what, he goes and gets a win this weekend. We'll get him on the pod in a couple of weeks. He'd love that, you know. He's a great talker as well. Yeah, let's Actually, do it. Let's it sounds do it. absolutely fantastic. Uh, now, just to finish up on the Fight Town podcast, we did speak briefly, Carl. What else have we got coming up towards the end of the year with Nielsen Boxing? So, uh, after this weekend, we go November the 5th, back to the iconic York Hall. Uh, you know, we got a stacked 10 fight card there, including... Chris Davies versus Bryce Goodridge for the seven area light heavyweight title, which I must say I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. Both guys are incredible. So uh, we've got a couple of 50-50s on there. We've got the return of Johnny Ward on there as well. Billy Jackson. Yes. Um, we've got Jake Henty on there. So that, that's a massive card. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, absolutely huge. And it's funny, actually, because since we've been doing the Fight Town podcast, some of those names are becoming very familiar. And, you know, you've got a good amount of boxers coming through and a lot of prospects. And it's uh, very exciting for boxing fans to look forward to as well, isn't it? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Again, another one of them shows. We've got a couple of developments on there, a couple of lads making their debuts, but you've got to finish with a nice title fight. Absolutely fantastic. Now, listen, uh, Sport D Song listeners, uh, thanks again for listening 
to the podcast we are forever grateful if you can subscribe and like the podcast it does help us a lot and give us a follow on twitter where you can find out what we've been up to and also follow nielsen boxing on their journey towards what looks like it's going to be about 18 shows for the year but it's uh it's been fantastic having you on kyle um welcome back whenever you choose and uh have a great evening on saturday night Perfect, gents. Thanks yeah. for having me on. Yeah, brilliant, yeah. Kyle. Great insight, that. Thank you so much. No problem, gents. I look forward to catching up with you again. Lovely. Look after Take yourself. Care, Cheers. Cheers, then.